be, as a result of my decision that way, we For ended sure. up going to counseling. It helped, you know. <laughs> yeah. Counseling helped? Uh, what do you know? Uh, Yay. Welcome to We Do Whatever It Takes, a marriage podcast with a magician and an almost therapist where you get tips and tricks for creating a great marriage. Welcome back to another episode of We Do Whatever It Takes. Today, we are going to be talking about trust. Ooh, trust is good. Trust is great for relationships. Trust is like, you know, the the glue that holds relationships together. For sure. And today, we're not going to talk about every part of trust, but we're going to talk about uh, clarity, consistency, Mm. and character. Okay, clarity. Oh, those are, I like it. Those are good. I didn't come up with it on my own, but but we'll talk about those three things today specifically to do with trust. And uh, when I think about trust, I think about um, you and having to trust somebody with your life when you have, as a, as a magician, you've locked yourself in chambers of water. I have locked myself in chambers of water. Other people have locked oh, okay, me in chambers okay. of water. You've allowed them to allowed lock them you yeah. in chambers of water. And what's that like? Yeah, so I've done underwater escapes for, up, I would say, almost my whole life. I started in junior high. Oh. But when we started this ministry 20 years ago, mm-hmm. I started doing underwater escapes. And there's one person I trust with my life. He traveled with me for a decade. Oh, wait, he? So it's not me. It is not you. It is not you. <laughs> I do not trust you with my life underwater because you almost electrocuted me once. Just I, once? I know. I tried. I was trying to be the person that, yeah, that helped you with that escape, but it did not go well. Yeah, that would have been a different escape. I almost escaped like eternity. In oh, my show. gosh. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to think about it. Okay. So... When you're when you're underwater, you need to have like complete focus. Mm. And you know, I, I'm working on picking and getting out of handcuffs when I'm under underwater. Okay. But the other thing you have is on the outside, you need somebody you could absolutely trust with yeah. your life. Yeah. And so there were two occasions where I almost lost my life. Like I wasn't focused. I'm underwater and I I needed to know that person on the other side remembered the things that we had practiced years prior. We've talked about them before that. Yeah, yeah. But I had done the escape numerous times, and then there's a time I'm in New York, I'm under the water. And underwater, just to paint the picture, you are underwater, and it's like a 50-gallon drum size? Yeah, it's a 55-gallon drum of water, and then it has a lid that's sealed with six locks. So I can't just, hey, I'll get out. Yeah, yeah. I have to get out of a handcuffed and click that against the inside of the chamber and hope that the person on the other side of that hears. And of course, there's music going, oh, right? Yeah. So who knows if he's going to hear. And I have no idea whether he, he can hear. I could hear the music like in my chest and I'm underwater <laughs> and I have no idea. I, I'd already got to the end of my air. Like I'm oh. done. I'm letting out air. I'm clicking the handcuff, praying, hoping. Like clink, clink, clink yeah, against the side. It, oh. it sounds so dull inside mm. of a, a can of water. And sure. So, of course, on the other side, he immediately knew that it was me. And I talked to him about it afterwards. He's like, I am always, even though it had been two or three years since we had uh, worked on, you know, escaping and what goes wrong because we've yeah, gone yeah. right so many times. Yeah. But this was the night 
that it went wrong. And in those situations, you have to know, like, he's always on his A game. And he told me, like, I'm always thinking about you in there. I'm always under the assumption, like, if he has any problems and I hear one click, I'm going to get him out immediately. I love that. His focus saved you. Yeah, literally, had he been off, because, oh, it's gone right 100 times, it'll go right tonight. Yeah. I want to be here right now. Yeah, so... So in our relationships, we have to look at trust as like that. Like it, mm. it is literally life and death in terms of a relationship. When we don't have that trust in the other person, it's a major, major red flag for a relationship. Yeah, for sure. I, you know, we're talking about, okay, so you have to trust somebody, but I also kind of want us to hold up a mirror to ourselves and go, okay, wait a minute. Am I trustworthy? Am mm. I somebody who do I do what I say I'm going to do? Right. Right. So can my spouse count on me and trust me? Um, so if the answer is no, you might have some work to do. Um, it's still something that, that you can change for sure. Um, but it does mean that is a key to a relationship is, is character is, you know, you have to have that character to be somebody that, that, uh, that somebody could trust you with. And those are things like if you're in a relationship right now and you either don't trust the other person or Mm. honestly, you just know you're not a a person that's trustworthy is what, what we would say is there's ways to get accountability with those things. Yeah. To not try to go like, okay, I'm going to fix everything overnight. But what's one area that you go, man, I keep slipping up in this area. Mm -hmm. And I can't, I have friends that it's a a sports issue and they're just like, I can't get away from the sports channel. I'm constantly ignoring my friends, my family, because I I need to watch the next game. I need to watch the next thing. Just glued to it. Okay. So it does, you know, sometimes we think of trust as, you know, just in terms of like a another relationship of like, oh, I'm interested in another woman or you're interested yeah, in another Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but that's cheating not on the someone. On, yeah, yeah, that's not the only areas of trust. There's all kinds of areas of trust that we For can sure. um, win or lose. Yeah, yeah. So you're saying kind of almost addiction, right? That would be something that people hide and yeah. need to tell the, the truth in. Um, yeah. And again, just being that person that you do what you're going to say, you you know, yeah, do what you're going, what you say you're going to do. There we you go. Got there it. we I go. Like, I got do I, do I, I eventually got it. Yeah. Sorry about that. No, you're good. Um, so if you say you're going to be here, be there, yeah. right? If you say I'm going to be there at a certain time, then we do it. Right. That consistency changes the trajectory of your marriage as, as you're consistent every day and you're living out the things that you're saying you're going to do, that's going to impact your relationship in an incredible way. For sure. Um, you know, we have a, a story of something that happened early on in our marriage where you had a decision to make and whether you were going to tell me the truth or hide it, something that had happened. And do you mind sharing that? That's always a fun one to share. <laughs> uh, so I, but it I'm, shows your character. It shows, you know, that a decision you really made early on to, to tell the truth. Yeah. And so... Early on in my life, I was dealing with pornography. Even before puberty, there was uh, there was some sexual abuse going on. Mm-hmm. There was some struggles going on that way. And so 
when when I hit my teenage years, just pornography was just a part of my regular life. Sure. And then when I became a believer, I'm a follower of Christ at 17 years old. I got rid of that. I was like, okay, I'm not going down that road again. And then in our first year of marriage, we're we you know uh, we graduated one week and got mm. married the next week and a couple weeks after that moved to Colorado Springs. Yeah. And so Pretty everything's crazy. it was crazy, but everything's great. Everything's going well. And then we, you know, we were working out there. I was going to seminary and every day I would pass this porn shop. And mm. there was one day where I was like, well, what's the big deal if I just go in there? And okay. so so I went in there and you know immediately like I was just like feeling guilty and then mm you know, looked at some stuff and then walked out. I was like, what am I doing? I thought this was like part of my past. Mm, Why is mm. it coming up at the present? Yeah. And I got back in my car and I was like, am I going to tell Kim or am I going to keep this a secret? Yeah. And so it was a, a huge step to to call. I didn't call you. I, I came home and I talked to you about it and right. said, Look, and you knew about the past, yeah, but this yeah. past had all of a sudden caught up with the present. And so I had to wrestle through that with you of like, what's this going to look like? And obviously you weren't like, glad you told me, you know, like there's some frustration on your end. Sure. I think there was like insecurities of like, am I not good enough? Yeah, I mean, yeah. maybe you could talk about that side of it. Yeah, no, I think we'll we'll address that more um, in depth, maybe at another time, because that that's worth its own podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you for sharing that. the The confession with you sharing that with me at the time, although, like you said, not easy, um, that built trust, right? So then I knew you were a man of character, somebody who was going to share with me, and it set the tone for me. Like, oh, okay, this is how it's going to go. I need to come to you and share things with you. So, um, and guess what? It's biblical. So uh, <laughs> in James 5, 16, it says, Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Uh, so that that power of um, of confessing to each other and praying for each other, uh, that goes for, for husbands and wives. Um, you know. Yeah, that confession early on in my in my walk with God, I I started to have accountability and mm. the regular practice of confession, and saw how that was bringing healing in my own life. Instead of, you know, we've talked about this before, but you know, as um, followers of Christ, we need to come out of hiding, yeah, and we need to be open and transparent, especially with those who are close to us. Uh, the way a theologian put it one time is he said that oftentimes we confuse um, man, mm. the like humanity, yeah, yeah. with God because we are uh, we'll go to God over and over again and say, God, right. I'm so sorry. I blew it. Right. And then we right. go back out and do the same thing. And then right. we go back to God. Oh, I blew it. And then go back out to the same thing. But we're afraid to go to another brother or sister that's mm. fallen like us, that's um, sinful like us, that is blown mm. it every day like us. We're afraid to go to them, but we have this idea that we could just go to a holy God and uh, he doesn't care. But Interesting. He yeah, yeah. sent his son to die in our place so that we could go to him. Like there's a major sacrifice. Yeah. So the sacrifice of going to our spouse and saying, 
you know what, I, I blew it and I need your help yeah. to, to live this out. And that's one of the things I think we learned be, as a result of my decision that way. We For ended sure. up going to counseling and we, and it helped, you know. <laughs> yeah. Counseling helped? Uh, what do you know? Uh, Yay. <laughs> and so as a result of going to counseling, we learned that you were a part of that solution of bringing yeah. the healing instead of it just being the weight on me. Yeah. It yeah. was this weight that now we shared. And somehow there was something beautiful in that, that I knew that you were going to support and you were going to be there um, for me. For sure. Um, so I do want to s- kind of give a caveat. If you are thinking right now that you want to share a secret, something that you've kept from your spouse, um, you know, if, if, if it doesn't feel maybe safe, but you feel like you need to do it. Um, we just mentioned, you know, we got a counselor early on, uh, in our marriage, but I think, uh, if you don't think that it's going to be safe to share something, but you know, you need to, uh, I would just suggest getting a a counselor or therapist to kind of you could also help navigate that. Uh, yeah, have a pastor mitigate that yeah, or a close yeah. friend. I I think sometimes for some people the idea of like oh counseling like okay it, it could be scary. Okay, which obviously we're huge fans of counseling. Yeah, yeah. I mean you're an almost therapist. <laughs> I mean, so <laughs> almost, <laughs> almost. Uh, so, but the the key is is that you don't continue to hide is the principle that we would encourage you with is how do you figure out a way? Maybe the step is to talk to a friend first and they help you to navigate that. And then maybe the next step is you sit down with somebody and your spouse, and then you'll start this pattern of being able to open up to your spouse. And it might take a day, might take a week, might take a month. It's hard to say what that time frame will be, but there will be healing. But there's also the possibility that this brings separation for a period Mm, of time. mm. Sometimes when you hold something in for so long, you can't, there's no guarantee. The consequences can be bigger, right? If we haven't, yeah. And so there's no guarantee that on the other side of confession that it's like, oh, everything's great. Yeah. But uh, you either die on the inside as you begin to hide. (laughs) Good point. uh, Because we talked about in our previous episode that secrets kill, Mm, right? As mm, that's part of it, mm. killing like your, your joy, killing your relationship. But yeah, there's also yeah. a possibility that when you share that that damages the relationship too. But I would rather err on the side of sharing and being open with my spouse, being open with yeah. you, uh, <laughs> so that we could connect and have a deeper relationship than more surface by hiding. For sure. I love that. Um, so we've talked about consistency and about the character, um, but one last bit of uh, with the um, – with clarity. Clarity. Thank you. Yeah. So with clarity, I mean, let me give you a, a magic example for a second. So Love it. This is uh, the father of modern magic, Robert Houdin, so, um, who Houdini um, named himself okay. after. Yeah. So he, he said this about clarity. If you're going to turn an apple into an orange, okay. they better- As a magic trick. As a magic yeah. trick. Yeah. Okay. You better be really convinced that it's an apple. So- hmm. If I showed the audience an apple and then I put my hand in front of it and they see me turn my other hand and I move my other hand, uh, you know, like they go obviously half as an orange, half as an apple. Okay. It's not very convincing of an illusion. Yeah. But if I toss the apple into the audience, I ask Ah. somebody to take a bite of it. Ah. They take a bite of it. They toss it back up. And now- It is clearly an apple. Yeah. I place it onto my hand. I have them- 
you know, wave their hand over it. And now it's an orange with a bite out of the <laughs> orange. You know, they'd be like, what just happened? Yeah, right yeah. So, that sounds pretty cool. So in our relationships, when we're clear yeah. about what we want, about mm. what's going to happen, about the changes that we're looking for, instead of just hoping that they're going to happen, it's going to build trust in that other person because you're being clear about clear, yeah. what the expectations are, what the desired outcome is. And then you're, you're able to have a, a deeper relationship because you, you chose to make things as clear as possible at the beginning. That's awesome. Bottom line is this, to build trust in your relationship, to have that glue that you want in your relationship, you need to be clear about your expectations, about what your desired outcome is. Mm -hmm. And then you need to be consistent. Yeah. And consistency changes the trajectory of your marriage as you're this person day after day, which is the, the last thing, which is character, yeah. is we need to be a person of character. Our yes is our yes. Our no is our no. Mm. And we're consistent with that. We're clear on that. And that's going to build trust in your long-term relationship. And this doesn't just apply to your spouse. This is at work. This yeah, is sure. anywhere. Yeah, but good point. Yeah. So that's, that's what we're saying about trust. What do you have for us? Uh, so we're going to close with that. Uh, please join us next time when we talk about scripts that we have in our marriages. So sometimes we have a fight that's the same fight over and over. I mean, not that we do. No, course, we've never but... <laughs> had a fight over and over. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes you just kind of know, wait a minute, we've been here before. We've had the same fight and I already know how it's going to end because we've done it. This has been the same thing. So sometimes we need some help with those and, and we call those scripts like you're reading a script in a play. It almost feels like that. Well, this is Danny Ray. And Kimberly. With We Do Whatever It Takes.